This is Empowered Human Academy. Welcome home. Everything you'll ever need is already inside of you, even on the days when that feels hard to believe. Empowered Human Academy exists to remind you of who you are, to help you stay close to what's possible right here in every breath. I'm Abe. And I'm Isaac. We are both on our own journeys of growth and really love learning from other humans who are actively engaged in living from their own light. And what we've learned so far is that your empowerment is as unique as you are. Only you know when you're living from your truest self. And once you've discovered just how expansive you truly are, the world begins to open up around you. As we begin to feel better, life begins to feel better, and what it means to be alive comes alive in a whole new way. These conversations are about the common threads in empowered living. Like a flashlight on the path, listening to each other's stories helps us imagine how to access our own power and how to live from that place more often. We are endlessly curious about creating a life that we are excited about and have a hunch that you're into that too. So with hearts wide open, let's explore. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back. It is really good to be with you. Whatever your week has been like so far, we hope today's conversation might be an anchor to ground you and support you to be fully present to what's right in front of you. That's really all we're interested in doing here, providing living and breathing inquiries into empowerment so you can sink your feet into your own. And this week, we're trying something new, interviewing our first couple. We love a milestone. We invited two of our dearest friends for one intimate and lively conversation, and then we just followed where our curiosity led us. Johnny Mendez and Amy Mazanga have been together for nine years and married for almost five. As artists, they're both extremely talented in their creative fields. Amy's a designer and photographer, and Johnny is a musician. And fun fact, Johnny composed the intro music you heard at the beginning of this podcast. Obviously, we stand. Throughout this conversation, we explore communication in marriage and partnership, the value of therapy, self-awareness, family of origin, advocating for your inner child, the importance of play, and taking the time to make moments special. As you'll soon experience yourself, Johnny and Amy are both grounded and delightful. We're huge fans of their individual personalities as well as the energy they create together. Their relationship is a reminder of what's possible in partnership when you're committed to keep growing and to keep shedding unhelpful narratives. This conversation was a lot of fun, and we're so excited to be sharing it with you. So let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Empowered Human Academy. I am so excited for this conversation today with our friends, Johnny Mendez and Amy Mazenga. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you feeling tonight? Hey. Hey. We feel good. We're happy to be here. Yeah, we are feeling good. Excited to see what unfolds in this conversation. (laughs) Same. We are so excited. (laughs) For those of you who are listening, Amy and Johnny are friends who we find a lot of inspiration from, style, travel, the way they see the world, and we're just so excited to dive in. So let's dive in. Isaac usually starts. Yeah, so we always begin with the question of identity, right? Not who you are to other people, not who you are when you're introducing yourself at a networking event, not what you do, although it may have some overlap with what you do. Typically, we interview one person at a time, and so the way I want to handle this is... As a couple, when you are coming home and you're not presenting to anybody, who are you Mm. when it's just the two of you? And then follow up. I want to know how who you are as individuals feeds into that or is different from that. So let's begin with with who the two of you are when it's not a social occasion. It's just you two coming home. What a good question. Such a good question. We were it's funny, we were as we were talking about doing this with you guys, we thought, or I said, Amy, I feel like we should answer that first question as as the both of us. So it's appropriate. We didn't no prepare 
But uh, yeah, <laughs> we had some thoughts. Yeah, cool. I think the first thing that comes to mind of who we are when we're alone is we're very together. Mm. I feel like we are yeah. very connected as people, mm. and we enjoy time together. Yeah, I feel like we we naturally want to do similar things. <laughs> we spend yeah, we spend a lot of our our free time doing yeah similar things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're both very outward people focused. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think when we're at home or come home, we try to take care of ourselves, Mm -hmm. take care of each other in a way that we would naturally take care of others. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think about us at, I think our, our best, like when we are like fully alive and like fully fueled, I feel like we, um, I think we love like hosting people. We love, we love decorating our apartment. We mm-hmm. yeah. Love like cooking, making cocktails, hanging out, listening to jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, tell me about how, like if we were answering the question just as an individual and maybe we'll find it ties into the collective answer. Tell me about you. What words of identity do you choose for just Amy? Oh, just me. I think words that I resonate with, would be something around truth, telling the truth mm-hmm. or seeing the truth. Mm-hmm. And then something to do with beauty, the mm-hmm. creation of beauty, being inspired by beauty, things like that. Those are aspects of my life that I feel at home in. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm seeing the truth or speaking the truth or telling the truth or whatever that is mm-hmm. and bringing my gifts to the world in the form of beauty, whether it's an experience or my work or a relationship, I feel the most like me. Yeah. Yeah. Authentically me. I'm like, oh, I'm living. And it's not always, you know, telling the truth isn't always pretty. Mm -hmm. So it's not always like, oh, this is great. But that feels the most authentic to me. Totally. I have a follow-up question for that. But first, I want to ask Johnny the same thing. Like when it's it's just Johnny, who are you? Man, I think I feel like I have two modes. I think that I think for most of my life, my like default mode has been optimism, future focus, mm-hmm. positive, like lots of movement in my life. Yeah. I feel like that's how I've seen myself for most of my life. Yeah. I think that, yeah, like I said, that feels kind of like my default. Sure. I think that my truest self is a layer beneath that. Okay. Where I think it's, yeah, I think being being more present with my emotions and being, yeah, not as focused on the future, but focused in the moment. Mm, and okay. I think I found with myself that me being ultra positive, me being ultra future focused has, has been the result of me running away from like, quote unquote, unpleasant emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I think like living in this space of holding the positivity and the futuristic part of me and like blessing that. Yeah, yeah. But then also, yeah, going the layer deeper and sure. um, yeah, just like being present with like where I'm actually at. And yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay, first the follow-up question that I had. I mean, you use the expression authentically me. In what situations, and you mentioned like you're very, you're like you love like social situations, maybe that's it. But in what situations do the two of you as a unit feel authentically yourselves? Like the places where like you catch each other's eye and you're both just completely lit up. What, what does that look like and feel like? Like what's a typical situation where I could see the two of you feeling entirely like your authentic selves? 
Wow. Does that good, happen? Like, good. Do, do you have yeah, trouble that finding does that sort of thing? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, it's such a good question. I think there's two elements to it. I think the first one is usually involving people. Okay. Yeah. I think we're both we're both extroverts. Mm-hmm. We're both energized by people that energize us. Yeah. And we love we love hospitality. We love, you know, cooking and just enjoying life with people. Mm-hmm. And we love, I think one of the things that makes us both come alive that has to do with hosting is getting to share experiences mm. with people. Yeah. And I feel like every time we go yeah. on vacation alone, we're like, you know, who would love this place? Totally. Abe and Isaac, we got to come back here with them. Yeah. And then we spent all of dinner, like talking about Abe and Isaac and, and how much we love them. And mm. so I think, I think we genuinely feel really alive when we get are getting to share what we love with others. So whether yeah. that's like our, our home or yeah. good music or good food yeah. or Johnny's very strong cocktails. <laughs> Cheers. I think that is, I think that's a big place we feel energized or authentically us. And I think when we're doing that as a connected us, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the cherry on top, which I would say is probably most of the time, but we've worked at being us in those settings and getting, letting us both bring what we uniquely bring to those settings. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being energized equally by it in our own ways. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we both, yeah, we get so energized by like hosting, designing a space, cooking a meal, making drinks. And I think that, yeah, it's great for us. And it's it's so fun for us to create those experiences. But like Amy said, yeah, we often go to a restaurant, go on a trip, make a meal. And we're like, oh, we got to make this for whoever. And I think that's where, I think that's where it feels like the, our, love for those things like really comes alive Mm -hmm. and it feels like oh this feels like why we love this like we're supposed to love this because we're supposed to share it and we're supposed to bring people around this thing that we love and i think for us it's it's we found that i think it it helps people i think it makes people happy and i think it makes people easier to connect with like they Mm -hmm. they want to come and experience a peaceful environment and eat a good meal and it's like I love when like we sit around a table with our friends or whoever and it's, and we're like pouring out where we're at in life and yeah. talking about where we're at. And it's like, that just makes me so exciting. Makes you excited totally. to be like, to feel like we created this environment for that, for mm-hmm. space for other people. Yeah. And yeah. I think we, I mean, we always dream about like, maybe we should like open a restaurant or maybe we should mm-hmm. open a hotel or whatever. Like, I think we just get so pumped about doing that kind of stuff that, yeah. Yeah. We get a real energy high off of it. Yeah. Well, and going back to your first question, it kind of felt like the first time we actually had to come home to ourselves and to each other, Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people has been the last year Mm -hmm. of being isolated Yeah, as two people who are productive and, Mm -hmm. and extroverted. Yeah. We've, you know, we've now said, Oh, we could move overseas and be alone because yeah. we learned we can, we can really be alone for an extended period of time. Yeah. Not that we didn't think we could, but we, mm-hmm. that wasn't always the first thing we would choose. Although we love being together. Totally. Well, it's interesting. Like, I th- think one thing we learned this last year with just being the two of us is like treating ourselves like the way we would treat other people. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. let's not just, mm. let's not just like build out the big, beautiful charcuterie board and make all the cocktails for the company, but sure. let's, let's do that for ourselves. And I feel like we did that a lot more this year Yeah, to an extent that we would do it for yeah. sure. having friends over. 
And I think we both have looked at each other a lot and been like, this is really nice. We got to do this more often. Like we deserve it. Totally. That's lovely. Is there an element of sharing still, still in that if you're, if it's you doing it for yourselves or does it become just about the, like the the design craft experience? Like I know the two, like I have more questions that I want to ask about design, but is the designing of an experience for yourselves, does it still retain any element of sharing like with each other perhaps, or is it all about like, let's exercise our ability to create art? Mm. It feels like it's, Mm. it's a good question. I haven't thought about it like that. It feels, it does feel like it's very much sharing. It's very much like, oh my gosh, taste this. Mm-hmm. We usually, we did a lot of, in, in quarantine time, we did a lot of like homemade pasta. Mm, just cool. made it a little bit feel more special. Yeah. yeah. Not like your average, your average day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I do feel like, yeah, we would, we did a lot of like, let's move the dining table into the living room and mm-hmm. put a tablecloth and. Yeah, we did do a lot of stuff like that. Different clothes than you, what you're wearing. So yeah. I cooked for you more too than, than I have in the past. Yeah. Nice. And that was more not, that was more not like, oh my gosh, taste this. It's more like, this might suck. I've never done this before. <laughs> no, like, you're good be cook. careful, mm-hmm. but no. eat this. <laughs> no, I feel like it was sweet. It was a sweet, a sweet time. <laughs> and it brings an element of something different because we've been doing the same thing for a year. So how can you kind of shake things up in a way that yeah. we were at a party, yeah. right? Like right. One, one of the right. things that I've seen in your inst- on your Instagram, Amy, like you kind of give tips on how to host well and how to be intentional mm. doing that, like, and how you both were able to do that this year for yourselves. I mean, it seemed like yeah. had, it was an enjoyable process, right? I, yeah. I have all the there was to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely. I have the word special written down with a big box around it that I just wrote down because of the way you just used it, Amy. I think it was you who said this, like, let's figure out how to make this special. And I feel like Mm -hmm. in the way that I've seen you two carry yourselves throughout life and the years that we've known you, I feel like you're constantly thinking about how to make this special, right? Like the the moment, whatever it is, and using whatever tools you have at hand, whether that's like florals or or furniture or... The food. questions that we're asking around the table, yeah. sure, that sort of thing. Am I on track? Is that important to you? Well, let's first start there. Does that resonate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's then, my word. And special slash question. meaningful. Yeah, special slash meaningful. Was that a thing that you immediately knew you shared? Or how did you develop like this this interaction mm. that the two of you mm. have? Because I see you going at it together. And it looks effortless <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, it does feel like something we definitely share. That's a good question. Well, that's a good question. I'm going to say good question. say everything's <laughs> a good question. I would say I'm a little bit more of the like particular special person. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this special. is kind of a loaded, I feel like it's kind of a loaded question. Is oh, it? Is it? Oh, say more. Well. It's not intended to be. No, no. It's, yeah. It's, no, it's good. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, Isaac. <laughs> we could edit this out. I um, feel like yeah, I, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like I have more of a, I think you have this, but I think in this, you know, scenario we're talking sure. to, I'm more of the like specific. Okay. I can be more rigid about sure. what I'm looking for mm-hmm. when I'm looking something to be like. And mm-hmm. I do think that beautiful things are often specific or mm-hmm. special or meaningful. Okay. Sure. I think, I think beauty can be really haphazard, but when I, I and it is, mm-hmm. but I think when it comes to an experience, I think what often makes it special is the particularity in which you do things mm-hmm. which is also of course my wiring you can have a really beautiful freestyle party mm. but i think i'm the one that thinks through like every step or sure. moment or plate Detail. or yeah. sure 
yeah. detail. I think I'm maybe a little more detailed, but you're definitely okay. also that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah. that you both have a strong relationship to craft. Maybe that's the thing that you maybe have, have more of in common, but Johnny, I'm curious about how, like as, as somebody who also has like strong aesthetic sensibilities and given the fact that you two like make wonderful things together, I'm curious about how mm, these, thanks. how these inter, how these interact and yeah, like this is relationships, right? Like nobody holds 50, exactly 50% of any equation. It makes sense that, you know, Amy, you'd have more of a sense for the particular and the specific here. But I see y'all creating experiences together for yourself in quarantine and also for everyone who brings them to your home. How do you interact in the construction of an experience? It's been a learning experience. I, I think like any collaboration yeah, yeah. in marriage is, it's a learning experience as you go. I, I think <laughs> totally. like, I... <laughs> We like to have people over and I, I feel like they remember there was a point in our, which we married like five years, mm. almost six. And I think there was probably a point in time, probably two and a half years in where I remember looking at Amy, it was like right before someone was about to like walk through the door and we were like cooking dinner, drinks, appetizers, dessert, all the, you know, and we're oh, looking at her. It was like five minutes where they were supposed to get there and like everything was set up. We were good to go. And we're being like, whoa, we did it. And like, no one freaked out. No one like got mad at the, the other person. Like, and it's like, we're good to go. Like, yeah, we're good to go. I think like, yeah, it's been a process of figuring out. Like, I mean, it's, it's like, I think to us, it's like art. Yeah, um, okay. So you have to find your style, you have to find your creative process, you have to find your flow, all that stuff, your groove, yeah. what's inspiring yeah. when you're not inspired, how do you, how do you move forward? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been, and then it's two people involved. So it's like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely been a journey of figuring out how, you know, how you make that happen. I think over time, our preferences have, I think we've like both sacrificed things and um, our preferences have like come together. But we've learned a lot from each other. Yeah, we've learned a lot from each other. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, this, yeah. So I feel like we I feel like we have more of a group now, but it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely taking some work to get there. Yeah. Well, both of you are artists. And it's interesting because you both are in the creative fields. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you, we see that and a lot of people see that in how you decorate your home and in your actual work, like Johnny, you're in music, Amy, you're in design and photography, like all these different things. So do you have a design or an artistic approach to life, to your relationship? Let's talk about relationships. Like is the way you communicate with each other or how you are growing together, like really kind of art slash designed focus. Do you think like an artist as you're creating your relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or, or And if not that, like what language do you use for the way that you think about creating this? Hmm. I'm not going to say that's a good question because it is. It is a good question. <laughs> from now on, these are all great questions. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. I think for us, I have not, I don't think I've specifically drawn like parallels between those two. Okay, yeah. But I think that at its core, like our relationship is... I think primarily been focused on just like connection Mm -hmm. and connection, meaning like really understanding and embodying like what the other person sees and feels. I heard someone, I heard someone describe it as like healthy codependence where you just like, yeah, you just like get your partner and understand your partner and understand like, 
why they do the things they do. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, that's been huge. We have, we're like very strong believers in therapy and Mm -hmm. couples going to therapy. Like it's been like a huge help for us. And we've had a uh, therapist early on that we had seen forever, like really like help us understand this. Like Mm -hmm. we don't bring all these issues and, or not all these issues, but we would bring these things we were struggling with and him just always driving home like classic therapy question like well how do you feel how do you how do you feel how do you feel how do you feel and then like getting us to express that in front of each other mm. was just like huge mm. and just so helpful i feel like at the moment in the moments we didn't really understand what he was doing yeah but i think that was just like really good foundation for us and i think still now today is is really what we i think we focus on the most is like how is the other person doing? How are, mm-hmm. how are they responding? And I think over time you start to yeah, just develop an understanding for the other person. Sure. Would you say when we back up and look at the f- five or six years you've been together? Yeah. Or nine, nine years or we've nine. been together, but we've been married oh. five years. We talked about this earlier. Cheers. We've been married almost six years together for nine. Yeah, there it is. Awesome. Okay, cool. So when we look at the when we look at the arc of like that nearly a decade of y'all of y'all being together, what are if we back up and look at that whole thing, what trends are we seeing in the development mm-hmm. of of you understanding how to be together? The, Johnny, the things you were talking about, what characterizes the growth that you two have uh, experienced together? I know it's a good question. <laughs> I, I I just texted you. <laughs> I think there's a very strong theme along that arc of growth and things like therapy and Mm -hmm. self-awareness. And I feel like we took a very deep dive into that early on. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I apologize a little bit for interrupting, but I'm curious, like what made you go? Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. Yeah. That's a valid question. I think for me, it was, there was some fear around getting married. Okay that I didn't really know was there until Johnny was like, I would like to marry you. Mm. And I thought, Oh, I think I would like that too. But that feels very scary. So like no one does. We, we took a premarital class at our church. We weren't engaged. There was no plans of engagement. Mm -hmm. And then from there we identified. So the, the premarital class was, was like more or less pretty lame. It was pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty like surface level, you know, not in smile. Yeah. But Which there was toilet paper. I get it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, under exactly, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So we, there was something that came up one, it was like a six week course. So at one of the weeks, something came up regarding conflict that sparked something in us of, oh, I think there's something there to talk about actually okay. more, yeah. there's more there. And the class ended and I ended up meeting this therapist who I loved and I called her probably three months later and was like, I want to do premarital with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, do you do that? She's like, Oh, my husband does that. So we went to see her husband who became our therapist for about six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did about two years of therapy therapy before we were ever married. Okay. Okay. Which I think is a big reason for our connection today because I feel like we we laid a really strong foundation in the early days before we were even married and dealing with 
married things yeah, like yeah. in-laws and money and housing mm-hmm. and yeah I just feel like we knew what we were getting ourselves into like I didn't mm-hmm. feel I feel like a lot of people would always like oh wait till you get married like yeah you'll this, really find out who this, he is yeah and I feel like when we got Thanks. married it honestly made getting married just like purely really fun because mm-hmm. like I know you you know me yeah, yeah. we kind of got all the like quote-unquote hot topic stuff out of the way sure sex money in-laws all that stuff and it was kind of like i'm just pumped (laughs) i'm just pumped to be married to you and we can just like yeah well and we did then we then we got married and then we didn't stop going to therapy so every every week we'd have this check-in and every week we'd have this dialogue around yeah some weeks you felt like nothing was going on and other weeks you were like busting in the door yeah you know Trying well, to stay later. And it was awesome because, yeah, there would be weeks where you walk into therapy and be like, we don't have this like blazing issue we need to hash out. Yeah. But through just a solid hour of sitting in a room, talking, and having someone kind of like coach you along and like guide you along these questions and kind of draw you out was so good because we would always say like, Man, we wouldn't just sit sit at home on a Wednesday night on the couch and talk about right, you know, this thing. Yeah, like things in your childhood or the way you reacted when I said X, Y, and Z. Like we yeah. just that just wasn't in our vocabulary yet. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it was just su- such good concentrated time to just open up, connect, mm. and yeah, that that was huge. Yeah. That was so- huge. And it, yeah, yeah. What's in your vocabulary now as a couple that you have found really impactful in a positive way that you've learned through therapy? Vocabulary as in say more. It could be like a language that, you know, it's like, hey, this offended me. Or if it's like a pattern Mm. that you've really found useful in fighting or in disagreements Mm. or even in moments of joy. And I'll cast this through like the lens of empowerment, right? Like nominally, Mm. it's the Empowered Human Academy, right? So when we're talking Mm -hmm. about what it means to like do a relationship on purpose. What tools do you now have between the two of you for doing your relationship on purpose? Yeah. I have one that comes to mind that I just, so I just read this marriage book. It was called reconnect. I was like, I'm going to forget the name. (laughs) Great book. No, it's a great book though, but I just read it and it gave language to some of the things we've been doing over the past few years without like super concrete language. But one of the things that he brought up was this process he calls the when then method, Mm. which is when you want to tell your partner, essentially when there's conflict and you need to communicate to your partner that what they're doing is, is driving you insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me just give an example. Cause I feel like it'll probably be better than me trying to explain it on the front end. So, so if Johnny, you know, went out with his friends and said he'd be home at eight and then it was nine 30, he wasn't home. And I'm, you know, I'm calling him and I'm crabby and I probably think he's dead. <laughs> so what, instead of him coming home and me saying like, what the heck, you're such an idiot. Why didn't you answer your phone? I was, I didn't know where you were. Yeah. You always do this. Yeah. You always do this, you know, really, you know, way to attack a situation. Yeah. So one way that we have learned, which Johnny was kind of alluding to earlier, was learning to name what's going on in us first. Mm, okay. Because that invites compassion and understanding mm-hmm. and it takes out the blame. So if Johnny walks in the door 
I've been waiting for him for two hours. I would say, Hey, when you stay out late, then I really feel forgotten. I really feel lonely. I really feel scared. Mm-hmm. And that's such a different conversation than what the heck you're such an idiot or whatever you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then I hear like her heart in the situation and it's like, how do then I get defensive about that? Like mm. that, those are her emotions. That's how she feels. Sure, sure, sure. So it's like, it's like a window into, into her yeah. heart at that moment where I'm, I, I then can be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to make you feel like that. I'm sorry that that mm-hmm. that's how this comes mm-hmm. across. Yeah. It kind of takes away the, the sting. Well, yeah. If, she, if, if it was like, you always do this, you're the, you know, this horrible husband. I mean, what are you going to, it's like, you yeah. get defensive. You want to fight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just turns into a massive fight. Yeah. And then you're, you don't know what you're fighting about <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes later. I understand. Um, I want to zoom in <laughs> further on like what it is about seeing Johnny, you were saying seeing Amy, but seeing each other, presumably what it is about seeing into a person and what they're up to that is disarming, I guess. Like what, what mm-hmm. is it about? What is it about getting that window? that allows yeah. you to move forward productively and earnestly. And why is it important to be aware of? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think the best way I've heard it described is that it is a tool for empathy. Mm, okay. So oftentimes I think when people get married. Wait, what is a tool for empathy? Seeing, oh, seeing okay. yeah, yeah. the other person. Okay. Yeah. Understanding the other person. Mm-hmm. Having empathy on, you know, knowing their story, knowing their personality, knowing their childhood. Mm-hmm. And yeah. having compassion on the parts of Johnny that are acting out of his childhood narrative. Sure. And and same for me. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, you know, why do you always do this? I say, oh, I know why you do that. And it still bugs me. But I have mm-hmm. empathy because I know you're not trying to do this mm-hmm. to, you know, stress me out. Yeah. yeah. I see you think. But I job. think. Yeah. What, what? Sorry. Can you repeat the question one more time? Totally. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> and and to to ground the question, like I was I was struck by how like having a window into the way you're describing it into Amy's emotions yeah. at the moment. How that simple fact of being able to see her like that would be something that causes you to like drop defense and to like just engage with what is actually happening rather than trying to like preserve a narrative of some kind like i'm curious about what about that allows you to if we can put it this way drop into reality and get out of your head i'm adding too many words yeah yeah i want to know more about what that feels like for you and totally why why it's important yeah i think it just gets to the core of the person Mm -hmm. yeah it gets to the core of the person i think that i i don't think i am necessarily afraid of her being angry or sad Mm -hmm. if i understand it Mm, okay and i think that that's what we're talking about like it's it's like yeah it it feels like i'm able just to see into the person Mm -hmm. and i think i'm able just to like i think i think it just makes it way way more feels like an open natural to just connect with Mm. with that i think that when you see someone in need or someone who is like putting their heart out on the table yeah I, I mean, I feel like you can't help but just just to like want to reach for that and hold that. Sure. Is this tied to the word of like t- together? Was was the was a word that y'all chose for yourselves? Is there a tie here? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's really what like creates togetherness for us. Is I think we do this back and forth for each other 
all the time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's become a very, it's because we, as we've like stepped back over the last year with all this extra time, yeah. I think we've thought we've seen the undercurrent of these dynamics that we have learned to just do that, mm-hmm. that now more often than not probably feel more effortless. Okay. And honestly, like the, I think the beauty, the beauty of, I think therapy and I know you guys are into the Enneagram. I think the beauty of therapy and the Enneagram is that I think Enneagram specifically, you, it kind of feels like the manual for your partner. Like you can read about your partner's type and be like, oh, that, I mean, obviously you need to like expand on that, not like put everyone in that box, but like, Mm. it feels like kind of a cheat sheet on how to get ahead and like understanding your partner. But I think for us, there's time. I mean, I feel like we're describing the situation of me coming home late. It's not like, I feel like we, it, it, uh, (laughs) we described it very, like we described it well, I feel like. And it's like, that's like the ideal scenario where it's like, Hey, you did this. I felt this way. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Then we hug and it's like Mm -hmm. make love all night and we're great. But I think what 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 (laughs) happens a lot is, you know, Amy will be in a bad mood or be crabby or be upset. Never. And <laughs> I know it's rare. It's rare. <laughs> no, but she'll, she will, or she'll get pissed at me about something. And I think because of therapy, the Enneagram understanding mm-hmm. who she is, I don't as, it's not as easy for me to quickly go to like, oh, she's just crazy. Like women are crazy. She's just crazy. I don't understand her. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, she's, she's this like right impossible enough. partner to to live with. I don't go to that. I usually go to, okay, well, I know this about Amy's story. Mm -hmm. I know she shared this with me in therapy. I know that she struggles with this. I know that she's probably um, in a shame spiral about X, Y, and Z. Mm. Okay. I'm going to give her grace in that situation and, and just say, babe, it's okay. Like we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Cause I know her, I know, I know what's going on inside her And vice. I think she would say the same thing for me. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm a jerk to her, I think she can a lot of times understand like he's just really scared right now that mm-hmm. he he's feeling insecure. And I think that's, what's so amazing about therapy and the Enneagram or mm-hmm. um, Myers-Briggs or whatever yeah. you, mm-hmm. whatever your taste is, but and, yeah. And I think like a lot of times, like I, the invitation to become self-aware individually and collectively, it helps with fights it helps with growth yeah. it helps with like new adventures because you know yeah. how many how many people before they get married dig into their childhood and yeah. dig into like triggers that will eventually cu- catch up to them if they don't do anything about it right so i think this is right. reminding i mean we've done this for years together as well mm-hmm. like who are you and right. yeah. who are you right now? But who have you been? So I know right. what I'm working with because a lot yeah. of couples, they're just like, oh, who are you right now? I really like you. But it's like, yeah. no, like, what were you thinking when you were seven? What were you thinking? Right. Were, yeah. you, were you bullied in high school? What was your mm-hmm. development like? And I think that's, right. I think it's important to point this out for each other and our listeners that like, if you haven't gotten to know your partner and who they have been and, and things that because we, as Enneagram has taught us, like we have, you know, a lot of who we are today is based on our childhood and based how we grew up. So mm-hmm. how do we, yeah. Yeah. how do we kind of collectively navigate who we are now and who we are in our past and not necessarily hyper-focus on the past. We don't like live in the past, of course, but right. it'll better, we, it'll invite us to better understand one another to then 
have it be less loaded. It like the conversations yeah. are just eventually less loaded. I mean, that's what I've been yeah. receiving from y'all. And of course, like yeah. no couple's perfect, but yeah. um, I think it's yeah. really powerful because it, it kind of loads you with tools to then navigate versus right. saying, Oh, they're crazy or Oh, F them. It's yeah. no, actually right. I have a tender space for you because yeah. I know that this has been a struggle for a long time, whether it be about sex, whether it be about uh, hosting, like it kind right. of travels it in all different ways. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That yeah. was just totally. a random thought I was thinking about. No. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. It's really spot on. And yeah. I think it's also about, I'll add to your sentiment, Abe, of where are you going and who, mm. who are you becoming and who do you want to be and who are mm. we becoming? Yeah. And, you know, getting to like edify each other and cheer each other on. And yeah, it's like believing believing in the other person and believing in yourself too. And Mm. being ready for, I was talking to a client about this today. Like, if Johnny isn't ready for something, you know why he's not ready, whether it be because of his Enneagram or historical experiences, you have a lot more Mm -hmm. patience for that. Even if it's frustrating, you're like, oh, they, they might not be in their journey yet. That part of their journey, and it takes a lot of understanding to know that. Yeah, totally. Hey everyone, popping in here quick with an invitation. If you've been digging the themes in this podcast and are looking for community to support you in your growth, then we want to invite you to take this empowerment thing even deeper. Lightword Together is a bi-monthly group coaching session that gathers on the 15th and last day of each month to discuss the building blocks that create a truly empowered life over time. These sessions are a mixture of structure and soul, specifically designed to hold space for wherever our collective curiosity is leading us. For $75 per month, you'll gain access to not only these conversations, but also our community Slack channel, library of past sessions, and thorough content summaries. There's something undeniably energizing about spending time with like-minded people who are committed to their own empowerment, and we'd love to see you there. To sign up or for more information, head over to lightwear.com slash together. Now, back to the conversation. Well, the obvious question is, where are you going? In the abstract or in the specific, right? Like, where where is your relationship headed? Where I mean, we can talk about your specific plans next, I suppose. But to reuse the word undercurrents uh, that Amy, that, that you brought forward, because I was struck by that, and that's also my little notebook of circled words. If we're minding the undercurrents of, like, what's up with you two, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Oh man. I think I think relationally, because that's the topic we're on. I think we want to can I think we want to continue going in the way we're going. Cheers. And continue looking at each other, looking at ourselves, looking at yeah, you know, the situations around us. I feel like this last year with the pandemic and life getting turned turned upside down was a very keen view into marriage. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it, it didn't, it didn't, the view wasn't pleasant. Yeah. And we have had a lot of friends have relationships crumble. So I think we have looked at each other yeah. over and over again over the last few years and said, we have to keep working at this. We have mm-hmm. to be intentional. Yeah. And we're no longer in weekly therapy, you know, consistently as a couple, mm-hmm. we do, you know, we do some individual and, you know, hybrid now, but I think the I think we want to continue to be people that are intentional with each other. Yeah. Because it's really easy to be passive and sure. work and yeah. watch movies and go out to dinner and fill our home with friends and then yeah. at the end of the night look at each other and say, "Oh, where are you?" 
And we mm-hmm. haven't slowed down. We haven't connected. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, I think that the forces at play are very much against relationship in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know, and against connection. And there's so much vying for our attention. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the last couple of months or last couple of weeks, I think we've really like leaned into each other. Yeah. And okay. and said like we have to keep yeah, have to keep working at this. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's yeah, we I think what we have right now is great, but let's let's keep keep trucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's keep going to therapy, let's keep reading books, let's keep asking each other really good questions. Let's mm-hmm. keep exploring Tell ourselves and internally. Like I think this last year, I feel like for me, I've like dove into a lot of stuff personally in my life. And I think that it's been really hard, really hard, but really amazing at the same time, just discovering things about myself and just feeling very empowered as a, as a person. And then I think like seeing that then affect, I think me being empowered as an individual, then bringing mm-hmm. specific issues or conversations to then our relationship, mm-hmm. then I think has helped us together also grow to something better. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've watched, I think a theme we've seen in, in the last, I don't know, I guess in the last few years of our relationship is feels like when we start to confront those things in the past or those patterns or those family behaviors or, you know, stories in our head, I feel like we have felt this like actual freedom, like this, like unlocking. Yes. Mm each other like whoa i feel more alive than i did because i feel less enslaved to my past the word word that kept on coming into my head when you both were talking was like aliveness in your relationship like it's not just this stagnant kind of uh kind of it's not a flat it's it's not a structure that you just happen to live in it's not flatlined it's not like i'm walking like a zombie into my relationship it's like we are actively engaged with ourselves and each other Hmm. yeah yes what is your okay so Johnny, because you brought up empowerment, which thank you. That mm-hmm. is what this podcast is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> that was about, a plug. To, <laughs> just, I just want to plug empowerment. Thank you. Go, <laughs> go get some at Target. Go get some at Target for nine ninety. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay. But when you're, tell me about getting your own empowerment and how that feeds into your relationship. Like how, like for, for a couple that is so together, yeah. how do you think about your own individual empowerment as it relates to to I guess just to yourself, but also how does that connect to your relationship? And yeah. and to, to and. piggyback off of that question, how as a man, because you are very vulnerable in like even sharing your emotions with Amy and all these different things, yeah. like it's really inspiring because I mean, not to generalize men, but like it's it's harder for men to like express their emotions a lot of times. The Western standard yeah. of men. So yep. yeah, so yeah. how how does that tie into your empowerment? What is that like being a man who expresses his emotions too? Yeah. All that. All that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. If you can answer all of that in five words or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think for me, this last year, I think I've really looked at my family of origin and just the house that I grew up in and the relationship I've had with my siblings, my parents. And just, I think there's like a, there's a certain amount of loyalty we all have to our families. Mm. And I think that I have found that you have to break that loyalty Mm. to your families 
and confront, not even confront, just name some of the things that you have felt mm, okay. in your family or things that have been done to you. Yeah. And I think that it's not easy. And it's, I think a lot of us have this resistance to that because we have this loyalty to our families. I mean, it's okay. like you have this, you know, built in love for your parents and your siblings and all this stuff. And it's like, it feels very, I guess, like countercultural to, to say that it was hard. But I think for me, when I was able to say, Hey, it wasn't perfect. This hurt me. Yeah. And just simply name those things yeah. and just stand up for myself and stand up for, uh, I'm 30 now, but stand up for like seven-year-old Johnny, like yeah. the little guy, like yeah. when I'm able to name like, Hey, that wasn't good for him. That wasn't good for me as a child. Mm -hmm. uh, Advocate for yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like once I've been able to, to name those things, I have lit like what Amy was saying, like I literally felt like this weight hmm. come off my shoulders and felt this freedom. Yeah. I mean, literally this last year I, I was able to like name a lot of this stuff and confront some of this stuff. And I like the next week I was like, I want to work out. I want to get in shape. Wow. I want to figure out my finances. I want wow. to fascinating. Like we got to start saving. We got like, it, like all these things that huh. I kind of thought, Hey, I'm just not really much of a saver. I don't really like going to the gym. Like, yeah. like I was always like, that's just who I am. But like always like feeling like I wanted that, but I never knew how to get it. And so even my relationships just feeling like, Oh my gosh, I feel like so much new energy for hmm. new life. And wow. Yeah, that's been, I mean, literally, it feels like, like taking off this like weighted vest or something and walking into something new. Yeah. I heard the word loyalty. Has your definition of loyalty changed now because you've kind of, maybe your loyalty, and this is maybe yeah. projecting, but projecting, but is your loyalty to Amy now to say the truth? Is that what loyal means now? Because when I think of loyal, I think mm. of true and I think of authentic versus loyal, maybe in your capacity was, you know, having to cover up just to kind of keep it e at equal, quote unquote, equilibrium, if you will, mm. even if it really wasn't. Does that, has, has that changed your perspective on what it means to be truly loyal or even, I mean, I, in relationship? In relationship. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I've always felt very loyal to you. And I think when we got married, I think I felt very much like the, the weight of, I am now getting married and I am leaving my family and I am like, you know, marrying this woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it didn't all happen then. Like, I think that you leave your family thought your entire life, but I think, yeah, I think I've always felt like a loyalty towards, towards you. I think since we got married. And I'm meaning an emotion, like loyalty and like, not like, oh, yeah. I'm having feelings for other person, but loyalty and sharing your truth. Like, even if it's hard, even if it's, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So I think the loyalty thing is, um, I think for me, it has been a lot of, so I guess I said loyalty more. I know that's a lot of people's experience with their families. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's been more an un uncovering mm -hmm. and maybe a l unconscious loyalty to my family. Okay. Or a loyalty well, to your story, mm -hmm. a loyalty mm -hmm. to your, your narrative. Mm -hmm. 
it's, can you, it's your, it's your experience. I think it's less, yeah. I think what you're, I think what you're trying to say. No, no. Yeah. I think less of like, I'm loyal to my parents or I'm, I'm just loyal to my experience. Cause that's all I know. So it's yeah. the undercurrent in me that Johnny last year has been like, mm. Nope, back it up. Yeah. I'm going to name these things and I'm going to okay. cut these things off so making and sure break that- the loyalty to the narrative in which I'm living. Yeah. Um, which does totally, totally include parents. That does feel very, okay. yes, yes that okay. feels spot on. Yeah. I don't know. Is that helpful? Yeah. And when we break the loyalty to something that isn't truly like what we want, like you've been yeah. doing with your emotions in this past year, like it, how beautiful that you've been able to do so much more because the weight was lifted off. That's really powerful. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And that concept Thanks. is fascinating. The idea that like my, my relationship with a person the difference between loyalty to this person and my loyalty to what this relationship has been or what has characterized it and the idea that mm. you can change the nature of the relationship while still keeping the connection mm. that like the freedom to redefine what it is to be connected like that's super interesting mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i there's yeah. I, there's a lot that i want to dig into right there and also i really want to know about amy how empowerment feels for you also, so like same question that we asked earlier, like what is what is as an individual your empowerment feel like? Optionally tie it into the way that y'all work together. Yeah, what's your what's your relationship to your own individual empowerment? Hmm. Well, I think it's similar to what Johnny's experiencing in right. in the way I would in the way I engage empowerment. Yeah. Okay. I think it's very much looking at what has been. Yeah. Because I think that the past, unless it's confronted, will just predict your future. Sure. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's been similar. And I think it's been at times painful okay. to to confront things that need to be confronted okay. in order to keep going or okay. in order to become who I'm supposed to become. Mm-hmm. There's this quote I love that I feel like kind of embodies what we're talking about, but it says, what helped you in the morning of life will kill and restrict you in the afternoon of life. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, wow. Yeah. That's, that is how this works. You know, as children, it's where the Enneagram comes from as children, those numbers were how we survived. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not it was a, you know, really actually traumatic experience or not as a Mm -hmm. child, yeah. The way you coped in your family, the way you existed, the way you showed up was through that number. And that number was keeping you safe, you yeah. know, or that, mm-hmm. you know, the characteristics of the number, not to be mm-hmm. so boxy. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think I have felt most empowered when I start to like take off that number two mm-hmm. characteristics and say, sure. she's into two. I'm a two. Yeah. Cool, cool. I think when I, when I can take, when I can think of the Enneagram as being in like an unveiling of who I actually am and getting closer to my true self and getting farther from that little girl that was just trying to, Mm. you know, be nice and make Mm -hmm. people happy and make sure everyone liked me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever it was. I think, yeah, I think it's been a similar journey of, yeah, shedding, shedding those layers or tendencies or Mm -hmm. relationships or patterns. And I think it's been, I think for me, it's been a couple of years of confronting unhealthy patterns or relationships or mm-hmm. you name it. And yeah. then still like still ex- experiences happen. And I feel my body go, Oh, alert, alert. You've been mm-hmm. here. You know, you've been in this, you've been in this place. Totally. Yeah. So 
it feels like a process. Yeah. And doing something but it about, feels... about it, right? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. And doing yeah. something with it based on, you know, your past lived experiences and also you remembering what works in that, in that situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of, you know, healing, healing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I think our relationship has felt very empowering because it feels like mm-hmm. Johnny holds that space for me Yeah. and, and calls out what's good and what's bad and what needs yeah. to be sharpened and what is, yeah. Oh, you did that thing. You know, can I tell you about how you showed up in that room? Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that's not the you that I know you are. That's not the you that I know you want to be. Yeah. So that was very in. empowering. Yeah. 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 It's a mirror, you know, marriage is just, it's just looking in a mirror that always tells you the truth. Hmm. Well, you stepped into direction that I think that I was going to ask about next, which is like, how does, like, how do y'all relate to each other's empowerment in, without, without adding more words to it than that question for the group? How do you relate to each other's empowerment? Amy, you already began to answer that. Um, Johnny, yeah. maybe take a stab at it. Hmm. Yeah. I think it goes back to like, I think what we've been talking about, just understanding like who, what, when I understand who Amy is and who she's becoming and, and what has gone into making her who she is today, mm-hmm. I think it just gives me so much empathy and excitement and just like clear perspective on like who she is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it just helps me be like a, just a better partner to her, mm-hmm. whether it's her relating in a friendship, whether it's her um, running her business, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, just, uh, yeah, just like knowing what has gone on behind the scenes, I think it's just huge. Mm. Yeah. And where we both want to go. Yeah. Individually and, and together. Yeah. I heard this, this story once from a, an author, she was talking about marriage and she described it in this cute way that I always, for whatever reason, come back to, which was her saying, you know, hopefully in this life we have one marriage partner, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's what's supposed to be for us, you know, that would be what I would hope for with Johnny mm-hmm. and kind of this idea around, like, you are that person's person mm-hmm. for life. You are it. Mm-hmm. You are the only husband or wife that they will ever have Lord willing. Mm-hmm. And like, what, what a like exquisite opportunity to love someone, you know, like yeah. Yeah. that Johnny you know, Johnny does not, uh, yeah, I feel like the love a spouse or a partner can give is so powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there's anything else like it out there when it's done well. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I think there's moments in marriage or partnership or whatever, where like, <laughs> like you get this front row seat to the other person. And I think there's moments where you're like, what am I witnessing right now? Like, <laughs> this is just crazy. Like, but then also to flip it, be like, wait, this is crazy that y- you're here being you and I'm the only one here. Like, mm, yeah. and it's going to be like this for a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think that's really cool to think like, mm. whoa, like this. Yeah. Mm. I'm your person. You're my person. Mm. No one else is walking in here. Mm-hmm. We got to, we better do this well, you know, mm. kind of like, like we got, yeah. Go ahead. 
going back to what you were saying, like, let's make the freaking charcuterie board for ourselves because we're totally, beautiful. Totally, yeah. I Get mean, out I the mean. good salami. Totally. <laughs> and how can we do that in the intimate moments where it, we're looking mm-hmm. like bogus as heck, but like really find that yeah. intimate moment really beautiful? Yeah. We're wrapping up on time. I have a couple more questions. Number one, um, if you could encourage people and, and share kind of some top ingredients of course, this mm. is very general, and we know that everyone's experience is very different. But some general ingredients to a really healthy marriage. What would some ingredients be? This is like, I think a lot of people would say that this is not important and very surfacey, but I think it's really, really important. But I think you gotta have fun. Play. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have fun together. I think it's it does so much more than you realize. Yeah, I think we make each other laugh a lot. And um, I think when we do, I, I always leave those moments being like, yeah, it just feels really good. Yeah. It just feels really good to laugh with each other, laugh at each other, have just have fun. Yeah. And that obviously looks different for everybody, but it goes it goes so far because I think a lot of we heard somewhere someone said that you should find opportunities to tell the story of when you, when you met your partner a lot, because it brings you back to this Hmm. like joy and this lightness and this fun. And I think that, I think when, yeah, when you meet someone new and you're dating a a new person, Mm -hmm. it's, of course it's fun. It's, it's, you're excited and all these things, but I think when you laugh together, it, it really, I think it really brings you back to that time. Yeah. Yeah. One, I, this book I just finished reading about marriage called Reconnect by Steve Paul. He talks about elements that make a good relationship, like what you're asking, Abe. And one of his elements is play, which is what Johnny's talking about. And what he describes play as an activity that is enjoyable for both partners. Mm -hmm. So it could be like taking a walk or having a glass of wine or laughing your butts off. Mm -hmm. But I thought, yeah, I, I read it and thought, oh, that is like so under, you know, advertised I feel, yeah. it feels so yeah so I, I think especially this last year when there's not a lot of there hasn't been a lot of like thrills that we've experienced mm-hmm. in life yeah sure but then just yeah la- laughing about something stupid in your apartment with your partner yeah has when, been really great when there is this i sent this photo to you but there is this photo of this hollywood actress and philanthropist from the 1940s or something and i sent this quote to you it's, yeah. it's, oh, and this is their daughter talking um, way after after they passed. Her daughter said, when my parents entered a room, you couldn't take your eyes off of them. They made style look effortless. I think their secret was that they were having fun. They were in love and you could feel it. And that's like, when I think of y'all, I think of style and I think of fun. And I think of like, yeah, just like you can feel the excitement of life. And mm-hmm. that's really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tackled the question already of of how empowerment feels. So we'll land on Mm -hmm. what is traditionally our final question. What do you two know for sure? Mm. (laughs) I love Johnny. (laughs) Oh, wow. What do we know for sure? We're alive. What do we know for sure? Going places. That's a good. We have specific callings and purpose in this life. Mm. What comes to mind for you? I'm just, it's top, it's top. No, of it's good. Yeah. 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 No, it's, that, and those are all true. <laughs> I think I, in the spirit of 
talking about relationships and empowerment and living your best life. I think that one thing that I think I've, I've really relied on is like knowing that the tools are there Mm. to live a better life. You may just not know about them, Mm -mm. um, but they are there, whether it is Mm. a book, a podcast, Mm. a relationship, relationship, a song. I mean, Mm. there, there are things out there that will move you forward. Then they will open your mind and yeah, I think I think there's been part there's been seasons in my life where I think I have thought, I guess this is it. This is kind of, you know, the life that I have. I have these issues. She has her issues. My friends have their issues. We're all just we're just here, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know. I think I, I see it differently now. I think I see no. There are li- there are little things all around you that you can do. And they don't have to be these exciting things, these yeah. big grandiose things, but they're there. Yeah. And, and I think paying, yeah. I feel like paying attention to yourself will get you there faster. Yes. Yes. Knowing yourself. A lot of it's in you. Mm. Yeah. Well, Isaac's about to cry. I just did a little bit that resonated with me super hard. Thank you. Aww. Yeah. Friends. Thank you so much for this conversation. For those of you who are listening Johnny, and we didn't even talk about this. We could talk about this for hours, but Johnny is a very successful musician and composer, music composer. Amy is a very successful and very talented designer and photographer. Um, Check out their work and just be inspired by by their art. Um, And hopefully you were inspired by their their words tonight and their intentionality. Um, I I appreciate you too so much. Uh, The layer that I would add to that is that like, if dear listener, if you go out and take a look at the things that these wonderful people have made, you now get to know a little bit what, of what has gone into the lives that have resulted in what you see. And the people who are out there making the things that you see have stories like these and they're working on creating their, their lives. And there are, there are people like Johnny and Amy who are doing that on purpose, who are, sure that the tools exist and they're finding them and using them. And I guess the whole point of this podcast is to remind you that you can do that too. Johnny and Amy, thank, thank you, you so much. I love Thanks you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank, thank you. Guys. Thanks for having us. This has been great. This has been you're so welcome. cool to be Can't, here. We love wait. what you're doing. Yeah, we love what you're doing. Can't wait uh, for you to make us like a charcuterie board in the summer. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> Y'all, the whole point of everything is to open up ourselves in all the fullness we are made for, and then to create, create, create with everything that is real and true and bright. That's the work of a life. That's what we're working on. And you're here because you feel that for yourself, too. And we believe in you completely. Thanks for joining us this round. And hey, for every conversation in this series, including this one, we've assembled a downloadable set of notes, table questions, a journal prompt, and some action steps that you can use to bring the energy and the lessons of this conversation home to your own life. Head to our podcast website, empoweredhumanacademy.com. Hey, thank you for being here. Now get out there and do something that feels exactly like you. We will do the same. And for us, that includes bringing you the next conversation. We cannot wait. Have an awesome, awesome day.